I'm Brooks. And I'm Dan. It's After Work. Where we talk about the things we do after work. Yeah, not that boring stuff in the middle of the day. Like I'm telling you, get up off your feet, everybody. Get up off those feet. Move that body. Yeah, I started. Yeah, that's right. I started Jazzercise uh, Studio, Dan, since last week. Hey, everybody. Let's do some Jazzercise. Hefty, hefty fee. I signed people up like 200 bucks a month. Yeah. I hope, my hope is that most of the people don't show up the next month and they just keep paying me, man. They just keep getting that sweet, sweet pay. Oh. But Something on your watch? What's going nobody, on? Nobody, uh, I just completed all my rings on my Apple watch. I don't know. Rings? Why. Yeah, there's a little thing called a, uh, rings. You're trying to. Like a doorbell? Stand goal. You Wait. your stand goal. How many hours of you standing every hour? Are these like Olympic rings? Uh, yep. And then there's a, another ring, which is calories burned. And then there's another one. That's something. It means something. I got an Apple Watch. Yeah, no big deal. Wow. No, not, not a big you deal. You paid oh, $800 ooh, for that ooh, thing? Ooh. ooh. Jeez. Calories what and number. then exercise. So you got your minutes of exercise, your calories, and your goal of standing. Well, I don't think we can talk about that because that most is mostly from what you did during the day. Anyway, sorry, I can talk about that. If anybody wants to be a part of my uh, Jazzercise studio here in beautiful uh, city of Portland, Oregon, just let me know. Just call Richard Simmons. He's probably better. Sweat into the oldies. For those who remember. Dan, what? I'm drinking a nice tasty whiskey here. Oh, I'm drinking a... Polar seltzer water. I happen to be drinking Wild Turkey 101. So I asked you for four whiskeys. Okay. My whiskey, this is all I had. I have this little bit of dead guy whiskey left. Yeah. And then two, I just have three weird whiskeys with a little bit in the bottom. Yep. And I was like, I need to get something cheap, middle, and nice. And so you asked for four. I asked for four. I was going to have two middle, middles, one cheap, and one nice, just to have. My wife's like, she likes to mix her whiskeys with, you know, she'll make a little cocktail, a little whiskey cocktail. Right. I like to do that, too. And what do you use Use when, do you go low when you're making yourself a cocktail? Most nice of wise? the time, I go low-ish. Mm-hmm. I like to hit higher proof. So, like, 100 proof is the spot where you really want to be for making a whiskey cocktail. Okay. 100 and up. I've done it with some that are, like, 130, like, a little higher-end ones. Because you're mixing it. Well, you mix it, yeah. And you get a lot more of that delicious flavor. And you suggested to me. What'd you suggest to me, man? Well, I said you should get um, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Uh Uh-huh. I said you should get a uh, Four Roses single barrel. I said you should get um, Evan Williams single barrel. And I said you should get some wild turkey because Thanksgiving. What's Thanksgiving? <laughs> wild turkey 101 to be wild specific. <laughs> Don't ever get that wild turkey 81. Don't Why, what's wrong ever. With that one? Cheap? No, it's just 81 proof. Why wouldn't you get the extra 20 proof? Extra 10% alcohol for what? How much more? A little bit more. Five bucks. Five bucks. Okay. All right. That's fine. I mean, you're overpaying. And and my wife just so happened, I was talking with her today and she said, hey, 
I'm right by the liquor store. Do you need anything? So I sent her those four, and she picked up. She picked up the. Uh, I saw two of them in a picture. Roses. Yeah, four roses, single barrel. Single barrel and the wild turkey, and then another one that she she went off. She went rogue. Not rogue. You got rogue over there on the shelf. <laughs> she actually went basil. She went basil. Some people say basil. She went basil Hayden, new version, toast. Oh, to- not okay. So it's not smoky. It's toasted barrel finish. Sure. Toast. Well, is it is it basil smoky? Hayden toast. You it's tasted not smoky. it. Okay, I thought it was smoky, and I was confused. I didn't know. But uh, anyways, so now I have three bottles of whiskey that I can slowly work through. I like to keep the levels of the bottles the same as they go down. So instead of drinking one. All the way. Two weeks, I'll drink three. In three weeks? Six weeks. But I feel better about it. (laughs) Instead of drinking one in two weeks, you drink three in three weeks? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Speaking of people who like whiskey, do we have any emails? Ooh, I do have an email here. Uh, afterworkpod at gmail.com if you wanted to get in touch with us let us know what you're drinking what you've been doing around the house any projects you have anything else you want to share with us questions, comments, concerns but we have an email from Andy I'd like to apologize to all of our listeners who listen to earbuds specifically the ones that listen to one earbud specifically, even more specific the right earbud listeners oh. for last week's episode. Mm-hmm. If for like 20 minutes in the middle of the podcast you couldn't hear anything at all <laughs> and you were like, you just kept waiting because you looked at your phone and you're like, hey, I mean, it's it says something's supposed to be happening. But you couldn't hear anything. That's because half of the podcast last week was left channel only. Sorry. Mm. You showed up here, Dan, but I think you were here. What? Yeah, you were. I mean, I, yeah, I was, I was This is my damn voice. Yeah, it's everybody that, remembers last week. Is that what you think I sound like? Is, is that, that what you, you think, think I sound like? like? It's pretty close. Pretty close. Pertinier. Pertinier. See? It's Dan. That's Dan's voice. We figured it out. What's in that email, Dan? Anyway, why'd you interrupt me after I said... We have an email from Andy. He says, Happy Thanksgiving. Hey! Gentlemen, welcome back from vacation, Dan. I hope you had a great time. Talk about that a little bit. Tonight's project, chocolate pie. The most time-consuming thing I have to do for Thanksgiving. I put the snowplow back on the truck So we're guaranteed about two more weeks of clear weather, (laughs) but it's cold now. I hope you and your families have a great Thanksgiving, Andy. Thank you, Andy. I hope you and yours also, and all our listeners, but especially Andy, have a great Thanksgiving. I think Andy narrowly missed. He's not in the part of New York that got hit with torrential snow this past two weeks. Oh, I hear... Four feet of snow places. I hear they moved a little football game because they had a little snow in Buffalo. Well, we got to move to it. Where do they go? Indiana? Indianapolis? How's that work? I don't know. So these are stadiums, I assume, filled with people? Well, they're, that I watched the game. 
that wasn't in Buffalo, and it was full of people. And they're like, I guess hey, they just traveled. Uh, yeah, uh, drive four hours over this way. That's where the tickets are for now. I mean, if it was only four hours, in the you're snow, gonna, you're going to get most of them to do it. Yeah, okay, all right, that's fine. Well, if you, well, Buffalo especially, their fans are a little bit extreme. Are we talking about the Buffalo Bills? The Bills. Okay. Boy, I love losing Super Bowls. Yeah, that's what Bills stands for. Boy, I love losing Super Bowls. Yes. Uh, and, but their fans will travel. Mm-hmm. I went to one in my life, one professional football game in Seattle. And it was against the Buffalo Bills. One of my friends was big Buffalo Bills fans. And um, so that place was had a lot of people from New York. That flew to in s- Seattle. To Seattle? I assume some of them are transplants like like him, but so that's a lot of people from far, far away. All right. Anyway. So they like watching their team lose. Do they win or do they lose? Sorry. Oh, no. Seattle won. Oh, good. Good. But there were some questionable referee calls. Mm. But the crowd, a.k.a. me, were so loud that I don't think the referees even could think. And so uh, we just won because, you know. They shouted them down. Yeah. Isn't that the thing about the Seattle Seahawks? They got the 12th man. The twelfth man is the crowd being really loud. That's right. The twelfth person. Wait. Oh no. 12th person. That's the twelfth man. Uh, what? What's the deal, everybody else? You can't be as loud as Seattle. No, they're not the loudest. But like Kansas City, they have a really loud crowd. Most home crowds are pretty loud. Pretty loud, except for. Uh... The Raiders in uh, well, Las Vegas because they're all just dehydrated and can barely speak. They're all so just a bunch of random people that stumbled in from a casino. Is, uh, is uh, We're going way off topic here. Oh, sorry. But is the uh, new Raiders stadium an indoor stadium? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Why wouldn't it be open? It's just out. Out, no, man. Out in the desert. You don't put tumbleweeds are going by. I think they might have done it like the Arizona Cardinals Stadium where they have a field that's grass that can be rolled outdoors to get sun. Oh. So they play indoors on grass. Cool. It's like it's like a rich guy thing, you know? Roll you have up, indoor grass. Someday, man. Except, yeah, yeah, it's serious. Well, Dan, now for uh, what everybody and their mother have been waiting for. Where were you last week? What's what's the big deal? Flew down to Palm Springs. Uh, It's a place where old people go in the wintertime because they're rich. Mm -hmm. And they don't like being cold. Okay. So... I'm looking around. What were you doing there? You love being cold. I was just taking a vacation somewhere where I could, you know, sun myself. All right, that's fine. And my aunt and uncle moved down there, visited them several times that week. And it's just a just a chance to relax. You know, I got to take some some time off from that thing. Whatever that is. I don't even know. But 
it was it was pretty nice. Apparently, it was unseasonably cold mm. for them. So the highs were, you know, seventy to seventy-five. It was slowly getting a little warmer as we as we got went through the week. But in the sun, if you you know, in the middle of the day, if you're laying out in the sun by the pool or something, you're gonna get hot because the sun is hot. Mm-hmm. You sit in the shade, a big thing, a bright thing in the sky. Yeah, that nuclear reactor in the sky. The if you sit in the shade and the wind blows, you're gonna be like, oh, it's. And also, you just got out of the pool, so you're wet. You're like, oh, it's really cold. But it's it's pretty nice weather there. Got down into the. You know, 40s, 50s at night. That's one of those places in the summer. It's like 118 degrees or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. 110. So Easy. most people just abandon their homes, run away for six months. Yeah, a lot of people, it's like a winter home. It's no birds. So, damn, yes. how was okay. it? Okay, no, it was I've nice. Been there. there is a, I'm calling it the strip. There's a strip of road that's like downtown... Mm-hmm. Palm Springs, but it's long and skinny. And there's restaurants and shops and hotels and such. It's just a place you can walk around. They have a lot of art. There's a giant Marilyn Monroe statue, maybe 30 feet tall. Wow. And in the iconic pose of, you know, uh, wind blowing up her skirt and she's holding it down. Mm-hmm. And this thing, it's like I said, it's 30 feet tall. It's pretty cool. I got a picture with it. And there's a few other statues of like old, like famous people. A lot of the names of streets are all named after old actors or singers, things like that. Because that's, I've always known that as like a Hollywood, it's where the Hollywood folks take off for vacation. Yeah, they they have actual stars on the oh. walk also. So it's like, you know, it's like a little miniature Hollywood kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, it seemed pretty chill. Like it wasn't over the top or anything crazy. The The whole vibe of the place is kind of laid back and relaxed. Is there a, what's the industry of Palm Springs? All just oh, it's catering to People that just people live there part time. <laughs> okay, so on the street where we're staying at a resort, the main street right next to our resort were car dealerships. Okay, fancy car dealerships. There's like five car dealerships in a row. You got your Mercedes. You got your Volkswagen. Then you got like a Kia dealership. What? Then you got a Porsche dealership, right. and uh, you know, so. If you had a really nice car you wanted to buy, chances are they got your dealership in Palm Springs because they got some fancy cars over there. Also, I did see a couple of different places where you could buy golf carts. Yeah. And my my aunt and uncle, they they live in, it's like a mobile home park, but it's a fancy one. It's got its own golf course and all these things. And they have their own golf cart. To or just going around, tooling around the neighborhood, driving around the place. Cause you know, you want to go to the clubhouse, but you don't want to drive your car. You know, what a pain. What's the, uh, what's the DUI th- situation with the golf it's car? Private property. Okay. So you probably, uh, 
I'm not saying you can't do much damage with a golf cart on private property. You, what are you? What are you running into a mobile home, knocking it off its blocks? M- running into a two hundred thousand dollar motor carriage? Yeah, probably. Yeah, knock it off. Is there golf? There's a lot of golf over there, Palm Springs too, right? A lot of golf courses. Um, yeah, so it's probably resorts, golf courses, restaurants, stuff like that. We got to go to uh, me and another guy that's in our whiskey club. We're down there. He and his wife were with uh, me and my wife. And the two of us got to go to a whiskey tasting. It was called, the place we went to is called The Purple Room. And it's themed after um, Frank Sinatra. Oh, cool. So there's a lot of Frank Sinatra stuff in there. And it's like an old school lounge. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to get any live music because we were doing a whiskey tasting all kind of off on the side. It was it was on a I think it was on Monday night when they were closed normally. Mm-hmm. And but it was it was it was a cool place, and we got to try some whistle pig. It was whiskey. It's all whistle pig. That's a that tasting that we did was yeah fancy whiskey. It's a rye whiskey that... Whistle pig is? Yeah. So the guy... Well, we got to try... Tell me what you learned, The Whistle Pig bourbon. So Whistle Pig is a company that was started by Dave Pickrell, which used to be the master distiller for... Obviously, you know. I was going to say Wendy's when I heard somebody named Dave. (laughs) No. He's not the founder of Wendy's. Maker's Mark. Okay. So he used to be the the main guy at Maker's Mark, and he moved on to go start this company because he thought rye whiskey was underrepresented. Uh, He since passed, but he kind of got them off to a pretty good start. They have, I mean, they have some pretty good whiskey. Uh, We had one of their rye whiskeys at our whiskey club one time Mm -hmm. that I got. Got to try a whole bunch of different ones. For the most part, they're good. At the end, they they didn't say that we're going to get to try this, but they had what they call their Boss Hog. It's their top of the line. I think the MSRP on this bottle of whiskey is $600. Dang. Yeah. And so apparently, I didn't know this. I just thought it was nice whiskey. What they do is... They take older bottles, you know, different, sometimes different ages, but like, you know, 14, 15, 16 years, something like that. And they do something with them. Every year there's a different theme. Maybe they work with a distillery like last, the year before it was some Japanese distillery of this particular kind of liquor that they worked with and shared barrels to do like a finish. Mm. This time it, I, you know, to be honest, this $600 bottle of whiskey, I did not like it. We got the tiniest little bit, which was fine. Like, drip, drip, drip. It was like half an ounce, you know, because there was a lot of people in there and they only had the one bottle. So they were trying to make sure it didn't, you know, run out. And it, it was had a weird flavor like gin, you know, like gin whiskey. That, yeah. If, if you can imagine gin, the, the nose on it, like it smelled. Like winter green. Hmm. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. 
And then I tasted it and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Mm. Anyway, it was it was a good deal for the tasting. You know, I'm glad that I got to try that at how a much, place like that. How much was it? It was a 55 and we got to try like seven different whiskeys. For the most part, they were pretty reasonable pours that that one they were just being extra careful with. Because, mm-hmm. you know, okay, they didn't have enough. How do we do this, Dan? How many people were at this whiskey event? Uh, 30. Let's just say 30. 30 people dropping 55 bucks. Yeah. We're talking about 1500 and something. Oh, 15, yeah. 1600 bucks. And they also gave us little appetizers a couple times. Okay. And then you get to buy all the bottles. You got that one $600 one and then all these that could equal out to you know, break between even. Between 40 and $100 for the rest of them, for the other ones. Mm-hmm. You know, and you got to have a couple of bottles of all those. Okay. Well, two two to three. This. Let's do it. After work whiskey tasting. Oh, man. We could sell. We, if we, like, if you literally did it, you could easily sell it out. If, especially if you had a bar to work with. As many people as I could fit in this basement room. No, you'd have to do it at a bar. Okay. I don't think. You need somewhere with a liquor license. Just cram a bunch of people in here. I got a liquor license. I could Photoshop up a liquor license. What you do is you sell this idea to a bar. Okay. And you say, look, I'm going to sell tickets. I need 10% of the take. Whatever you, whatever the the thing is, right? I need 10% of the take, and plus you got to get the bottles or whatever. And so then you would just get to go to this place, do the thing, get a little bit of get a little bit of money out of the deal. And then you get you also get a trial for free. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the the lady that was leading our tasting, mm-hmm. she worked for Whistlepig, so she was like their rep for oh, the nice. area. Very, very knowledgeable. But I was I was paying attention because I I, I, I want to know these things. She was drinking right along with us, not because they had like a dump, a dump container if you in case didn't you like didn't want to finish all that whiskey. You were worried about becoming inebriated. Mm-hmm. No, no. She was finishing all of her whiskey, just Good. like we were. Good. But I thought you were going to say she drank at the end of the night. She drank the the dump. Bucket. Oh, I finished off that dump bucket. Free, free, free whiskey. No germs in there. It's whiskey. That's what, about, what about anything else, man? Um, yeah. So we got to hang out in the pool most days. It was nice weather for that. Mm-hmm. And then one day we did get to drive up to Joshua Tree. Cool. Um, that's was uh, you two there. I did see them, but they were busy. Bono. They were and, uh, hugging the trees? Tree huggers? Anyway, I don't know what was going on, but we just wandered around, took pictures of trees. I got some pictures of people climbing rocks. Apparently, there's rock climbers there. Cool. And uh, it's, a, it's a nice place, cool uh, national park, I guess. Mm-hmm. If you're in the area and you don't have anything better to do, maybe go. I will say you could go, I guess. I was talking with my dad six months ago, and he lived in Joshua Tree. Okay. There's a city called Joshua Tree. For a few months. Or he lived in the National Park. No, I think he lived in the city. Okay. 
back in 1967 or something. A lot of the buildings looked like they were around in 1967 mm-hmm. and haven't been touched since. He was like, yeah, I lived there for a little bit. I was like, what were you doing down there? He's like, I don't know, just rambling on through. Stopped in for a few months. I was like, Dad, did you have a life before I was born? He's like, I've done some things. I've done a couple things. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of desert out there and not a lot in it. Just desert. Is there any river if that comes through or no? There is. There's a... Mm, I think Palm Springs and I think Oasis. But yeah. Then, the place that we were staying at was called the Oasis. Okay. But I didn't see a lot of water, bodies of water. There was like an L.A. River looking thing mm-hmm. that I saw. There was some water around. There's rivers, I guess, maybe. I wasn't paying that much attention to the natural waterways as we're driving around. Mm-hmm. I didn't really see much of it. Um, Got to try a couple of restaurant chains that... We don't normally have access to. I got oh yeah, steak and shake, steak and shake. What's yeah, that? It's is okay. A, is it a burger place? It's a burger place. Steak and the steak is a steak burger. Oh, steak quote burger. unquote steak burger. I'll say the patties were not very big. Are they like steak patties? No, they're hamburgers. Oh, it's a hamburger. Okay, but made from the finest steak. Been ground from up. the mediocrest of steaks, ground up and push flat. Yeah, and then they put a little bone in there, a little. But their 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 milkshakes were good. We okay. went during happy hour, half price milkshake. Ooh, their milkshakes are actually very good. I would say it's one step away from a Blizzard, Dairy Queen Blizzard. Not quite as thick, but I got one that was like cookie dough, and it was packed full of flavor i had to eat it with i mean you could not use the straw that they gave you i just ate it with a spoon i don't want to be one of those you know okay but you will dairy queens like all across america right i have no idea i think it only exists in small small oregon cities yeah it's no longer in portland andy we need to we need to know. Write in. They got Do have. you even know what Dairy Queen is? I know. And if you don't, who's Burger King married to? Little Diddy. Jack and Diane. No. So Tasty the Tasty Freeze, Freeze, I assume, is like uh, Dairy Queen? That's maybe. What I thought. Okay. Get back to us, somebody. Yeah. Uh, other than that, got to go to a comedy show at the place where my aunt and uncle live. Like they brought in three comedians from the LA area. Cool. Any, you remember any names? I do not remember the guy's name, but apparently he used to open for George Carlin. I could probably figure it out. But a hundred years old. He looked like he was 65, 70. Okay. I don't know. Uh, but he played a guitar. Um, and you know, it was comedy music. Okay. So he did a lot of jokes around songs. So he would start playing an artist, like a song that you know, and then kind of change it to make fun of it. Mm. And then make fun of the artist. Cool. And, and then kind of, he, he kind of went decade by decade until the old people decided that 
'90s music and and newer wasn't worth hearing about. I guess when you're a comedian, you really just pay attention to the crowd. Oh, he was totally like just okay, listening old people, to the crowd. Don't get this one here, <laughs> yeah. He didn't play any Nirvana, is what Nirvana. I'm saying. I, it's it's a pretty iconic. You know, not if you hated the '90s music. Hate it. They hate it. They they do, man. They 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 olds. the olds the olds. Hate Sorry, the 90s Andy. Music. Sorry, Andy. Hey, man. <laughs> Andy's a Gen Xer. He loves Nirvana. I'm sure. Yeah, he does. Andy, I need to know. Because my aunt and uncle were poo-poo in the 90s. What do you think? Best decade for music and worst decade for music. And don't say the 30s. No, that's what I said. That's what Brooks said, and that's dumb. The let's, worst. Let's just stick from 60s on. Every every generation, or maybe it's just, I used to listen to oldies, and it was 50s, 60s. Yeah. Nobody ever went to the 40s. No, because it was a big band. I think because of audio technology, there was a big improvement. And like before that, there was no bass at all in like recordings. Well, it was just all not, treble. It's not the fact that there's no bass. It's just that. Well, Victrola, you know. They didn't have, like recording technology was pretty new at that point. So it just wasn't that widely available. I f- I was listening to a a podcast talking about Bing Crosby. You know, Bing Crosby, huh? Talk, uh, talking about Bing Crosby. And he had a TV show. They couldn't record. They didn't have the ability to record him. He just had to do it live. And he's like, this is, this is a pain. If only I could record this and then you guys could play it later. He was so popular at the time, but they didn't have the ability to record TV in advance. It was only live. What do you got there, Dan? I figured out the name of the comedian. His name is Dennis Blair. And he's pretty funny. It says uh, veteran comedian Dennis Blair opened for George Carlin for the final 18 years of his career. Hmm. So, I mean, I don't know how old this guy is. Okay, Dennis Blair. Yeah, Dennis Blair. Maybe I'll listen when I listen back to this episode, Dan. I'm gonna look up Dennis Blair. Yeah, you are. Well, that's awesome, man. And you got some family down there in Palm Springs, so you'll be going back again. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. Um, there was a tram that we never got around to taking. What did it, what's it go up to? Uh, up to the top of the hill. And then if you drive that direction, you can head up towards Idlewild, just another town up in the mountains. I say mountains. They're hills. <clears throat> Compared to our mountains? Yeah, they're hills. It's like looking up at Mount Scott. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're pre- well, they're a little bigger than that. They're in between. Now it's time for a little thing we like to call Around, around, What's happening, Dan? Uh, so when I got back, mm-hmm. got out Christmas lights. Can't be that time already. Strung them up on the roof. Got out garland and uh, wrapped it around. Put it on the fence. 
all lit up garland that's not lit up because it's not after Thanksgiving. Okay. So it's not on, but it's all set up. All right. And then got out a bunch of Christmas decorations, decorated the house, put up a Christmas tree. Christmas tree's up. Is it on? His Christmas tree's up. I'm sure it's on. Oh. It's not on when you're on. I'm not there, but I'm sure it's on. <laughs> Quick, Dan's coming. Turn off the Christmas tree. No, they won't. Turn off the lights. They won't. <laughs> no, I, I didn't tell them how to turn on the outside lights. Ever since 2020 happened, you remember that year? Oh. We don't like to talk about it. We don't talk about Bruno. Uh, All those Christmas things thrown out the window. Just let people celebrate, man. <laughs> Just give us. We just want to celebrate with lights and we just decorations. See, we just want to see sparkling little lights, things man. spin around and make noise. I just want to see a train drive around the base of a tree in my choo, living choo. room. That's all. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. That's a good point. And you can just buy yourself Christmas presents anytime you want. I'm and not. I think that's one thing that we came out of the. Uh, oh, we don't. Well, out of that thing, 2020. 2020. That thing we talk about sometimes. Yeah, it turns turns out uh, I I'm officially an old guy that doesn't know what he wants for Christmas. I don't know what I want. Yeah, I don't know what I want. It's coming up, but uh, for what everybody's here for, uh, my dishwasher of nine years has expired. <laughs> I bought that dishwasher. <laughs> might even be ten years, actually. I think Daniel was no Jackson was just a little just a little like seven month old. Oh, not a twinkle in your pants? Nope. He was just a little seven month old. We drove washer dishwasher died for Thanksgiving. We drove down to visit my brother. He was having Thanksgiving at his house. And then Thanksgiving night I got on to uh check out the deals. Right. Black Friday deals and this dishwasher I purchased. 10 years ago, was $179. It was like the cheapest dishwasher you could buy, but 50% off of that. And I was like, well, that's a deal. And I'm cheap. So uh, I bought it, and it's I think it's had a couple problems over the years. I've changed out the pump. The, uh, the heat, the drying thing that heats it up and it steams. Okay. Has been broken for two years. I don't know so why. So it just drips. It just—it's a drip dry now. It's not a steam dry. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been a steam dry for two years. But it makes our washing quicker because usually you hit start and it's like a two-hour thing. Now okay. it's just you know an hour of its the actual washing. But it finally kicked the bucket, and here we are coming up on Thanksgiving. I thought, oh, I can just go. And get a dishwasher. That problem with the supply chain's done, right? Oh, nice. That was years ago. No, it's not done. Still what? still going on. Wait, what? Supply chain, still problems. Oh, no. I was at uh, multiple places, no dishwashers available. Or they'd have like, they'd have 20 to look at, but they only had one. And you ha- they couldn't just say, hey, this is the one we have that you can take home today. Which is, I wish they just walked around. We have this, this, and this. They're like, oh, what What are you interested in? Like this one? They're like, don't have it. Tell me don't the one. one. Don't have it. This one over here? Don't have that one either. That one? No. <laughs> this one? Nope. Sorry. Uh, so then. Yeah. 
I walked away defeated. And my father-in-law is like, hey, I ran into the same problem with my refrigerator back in June with the supply chain. And I knew my dishwasher would needs to be replaced sometime. And my stove, he said. So then I ordered a new stove and a new dishwasher back in June. And this past Tuesday, yesterday, was when the new dishwasher came in. He's like, hey, I'm getting a new dishwasher. Do you want my old one? I'm not sure how long it'll last, but it'll get you down the road to the next one. Maybe put this one in, use it, and then buy a new one and wait three months for the new one to show up. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to be doing. So you're going to order something that you don't get to take home? I I hate doing it, man. I really hate doing it, but I might have to. Hmm. All right. I really, I love just walking into a place, give me that one, and I take it in my car. I don't even like getting stuff delivered. Mm. If there's a refrigerator that I need. You want to load it up. I want to take that refrigerator home with me and get in my house today. Aren't you supposed to keep them upright? Yeah, you just take, you get a truck. Oh, okay, because you, you don't have a off. truck, yeah. You put it in the back of the truck. I got you. Or you can tilt it on its end, but then when you tilt it up, you got to let it sit. Let it rest. Like two days or something before turning it on, apparently. So I'm uh, going to be installing a dishwasher on the hunt for that dishwasher. Well, that'd be good around the house. But there's one last thing I wanted to bring up, Dan. What? I hear you've got an amazing recipe. Oh. For a little something called the butterscotch bourbon milk punch. Butterscotch bourbon milk punch. Here we go. I'm going to do know. my best to read ingredients, and then we'll just assume how it's made. I just discovered this. Ingredients for the cocktail. Four ounces bourbon. One cup whole milk or cream. That There's a big difference between whole milk and cream. Cream. One, one cream. cup cream. One cup cream. Two teaspoons powdered sugar. One half teaspoon vanilla extract. Ground nutmeg for garnish. Vanilla bean split for garnish. You can you don't need that. Homemade butterscotch syrup for the rim. Wait a minute. Hold on. Does it tell me how to make butterscotch? Yes. Okay. Good. For the for the homemade butterscotch syrup, you need four tablespoons unsalted butter. You can use salted butter. Don't listen to that. One cup packed brown sugar. Half teaspoon kosher salt. Don't put that in if you use salted butter. That's a secret. So I, my my Jewish <laughs> friends can drink this uh, drink here we're talking about because it's kosher salt. Well, I don't know about the other stuff. Three-quarter cup heavy whipping cream. Yeah. How many? Okay. <laughs> Two tablespoons. How many rims? A lot. Two tablespoons vanilla extract. So it's like a lot of deliciousness. Is this just a pint that I'm going to be drinking? <laughs> In a two-quart sauce pot. Melt the butter over medium low heat. Add in the brown sugar. Stir until the brown sugar resembles wet sand. Stir in half the t- teaspoon of salt. Increase heat to medium. Stir in occasional mixing bubbling until about three to five minutes. Add then. Add in the cream at a lower heat. Slightly whisk together until all is uniform and any lumps dissolve. Cook for another five to seven minutes until it reaches 225. Or you're apparently going to need a thermometer to make this good. Digital candy thermometer. I have uh, one that's for steak that I've used before. For your candy thermometer? I used it. I don't know if it's good or not, but I did it. I didn't use my nice one. I used the cheap one Okay. in case I broke it. 
Uh, remove blah, blah, blah. Add in the vanilla extract and then let it cool. And then uh, blah, blah, blah. So assemble the cocktail. Add bourbon, cream, powdered sugar, and vanilla extract to a large shaker with a few pieces of ice. Shake the ingredients together. And wait a minute. Dip the rim of each glass in the homemade butterscotch syrup and add a large ice cube into the glass top with the milk punch. Yeah. Garnish, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry I brought this up. Why did you make me do this? It doesn't even say how many drinks it makes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It sounded delicious when you were talking about it earlier. But, yeah, I assume that's for one person. No way. Four ounces of bourbon. Oh, oh yeah, good point. It is only four ounces. Per- that's one person, man. No, it's two. That's a lot of work for... It's two drinks. And why are they making you make enough yeah, don't butterscotch, do the butterscotch syrup for just 20 drinks, 20, 50 okay. drinks? All right. Anyways, let's make that. It looks delicious because the on the picture, it's like melting down into the... The butterscotch is melting down into the cup or whatever Ooh, it is. Oh, that's delicious. Dripping. Dripping. I think I've talked that I needed mm. a whiskey that had milk in it, right? What? Oh, whiskey you mean a whiskey drink? A, a whiskey drink. You take a whiskey drink, you take a vodka drink. Uh, actually, what you do is you just make a white Russian with whiskey. Okay. And if you wanted it to be like, you just make a white Russian, you use, you use bourbon, and then you put some caramel syrup in it. Bada bing, bada boom. It's like almost this. Yeah. All right. Jeez. It's much better. Write that up next time, Dan. What I'm going to need everybody to do here is have a lovely Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble, gobble. (laughs) Yeah, get out there. Be thankful. We're thankful for you, listeners. Yeah, talking about you. Thank you. All of you. All of you. All of you guys and ladies. And And other folks. Ah, enjoy it. Rest up. Have some of that turkey or whatever. Pie. And we'll see y'all next time. After work. After work.